that would be wonderful. Um, yeah, <laughs> it's going to be a short message today, and, and it, you know, it's not going to be kind of what we've normally had over the past few weeks, just some teaching, some diving deep into some things. Um, this past week, the past couple weeks, I've had some things on my heart, just been processing them with the Lord, praying through them. So I really believe this is going to be more like a prophetic, maybe just a couple prophetic unctions for the body um, that will probably literally be about 15 minutes. So it's not going to be long, but I think that some of these things really, I mean, for myself, uh, I just encourage you to jot them down and, and let the Lord kind of, I don't even know the word, uh, deal with the things uh, deeply because there, I think there are more things that we need to each process through individually and for this corporate family. Um, and I've found that for my own life, and I really feel it deeply for the body. Um, and something Joe said, I believe, uh, I think it was last week, confirmed that this was some of the things that I needed to, to go in the direction of. And, and again, it's just a couple of really pointed things. But um, I mean, most of you know that Tom and I have been going through a really rough year and a half, lots of spiritual warfare and others in the body, right? There's just been an enormous amount of spiritual warfare and it's you know one thing after the other after the other pushback and and um it's been very I, i'll speak for myself even though i know that others in the body are have experienced and are continuing to experience warfare but speaking for myself and for us our family the 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 pushback has left us like there were moments we called other leaders weeping, just we need prayer. We're tired. Yeah, right. We, it, we're tired. This feels exhausting. We feel so weak um, because of the amount that, you know, it's natural circumstances, but there's something else going on in the spiritual realm. And because we're tapped into things in the spiritual realm and we as a community are taking back ground in the spiritual realm, we're feeling that behind the natural things. So it's a different type of force and exhaustion that comes over your spirit, you know, and you're going, okay, God, <laughs> one more thing, one more thing. Oh, my goodness, I can't, what is going on? What are we to do? And, and for myself specifically, just being very honest, there were times where I, I went to the team weeping. I can't do this anymore. I, I want to give up. Guys, you got to pray. You got to hold me up. This is hard like because of how weak I felt, even in my, my um, just resolve to keep going forward. And that then alerted me as I got to this very low place. I mean, even calling New Hampshire and saying, guys, <laughs> I'm I'm at my um, at the end of my rope. Like there's too much happening. There's too much coming against me. I'm tired. I feel weary, spiritually weary from warfare, and and that kind of alerted me to oh my gosh, there's about to be something big breaking through here. If this is the amount of warfare, I can't remember the last time I experienced this amount of warfare that I actually wanted to give up. I mean, that doesn't happen. My personality is not that personality. I'm like the grit and bear it. Oh, it gets harder, I get harder. You know, I press harder. Um, and so the last time this happened, I can't even remember if it's ever happened to me before. So then I'm starting to think, oh, 
man, breakthrough. <laughs> what, what does the Lord have in plan that the enemy is coming so strong against so many in the body to try to isolate and get people alone? on their own, to give up, say, I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to press anymore. I, you know what? I just want my family and I to just go attend somewhere <laughs> and not have any responsibility, not think about any of these things, and just, you know, with the wind, just everything. Let everything just go with the wind. Um, and, and, and wow, that the enemy got in in that way means, guys, there's something on the horizon that we've got to stand for, and we have to have the body. We need to be in a family where we can say, I'm calling my family. I'm calling this family. I'm calling members in this church family, and I'm saying, pray for me. I am weak right now. I need you to link arms with me. I need you to link arms with me to press through. That's what the family is for, and we need that now more than ever because the enemy is trying to isolate. He's trying to get us alone because that's easier for him to get into our thoughts and into our emotions and then twist and turn and make everything seem a little bigger and a little more than it actually is. That's his whole tactic. And being in the body you have people who say, we're linking arms with you. We're praying with you. No, remember, remember, remember the promise. Remember what he said. No, uh, you know, when, when y'all sang over, y'all, what the heck? When you guys all sang over Winona last week, something broke over me. That couldn't happen without the body. There's something about, th I mean, uh, in that moment, I felt like this is my family. I could cry thinking about it. This is my family. What kind of church surrounds you and all sings a song about your child over you? Like it brought me so much joy and revelation of this is my family. But that only happens when we open up to one another and go deep in those places and not run and hide and try to share it with any other people or just do it on our own or just hide and conceal, the only way that we're going to sense and feel that depth of relationship is when we're in the rut and we're saying, I need to pick up the phone and call Christy. I need to pick up the phone and call Phil. I need to pick up the phone and call and say, I'm bringing this into the light. I'm bringing it out into the open, and I'm saying, pray, help me. I'm weak. We need this to break. And the picture that kept coming to my mind was about Moses with Aaron and her during the battle. That came to my mind day after day after day over a two-week period that I felt. I, I can't even describe in words how weak and frail I felt in my faith. And the picture that kept coming to mind, if you remember when Israel, Israel had come out of Egypt, Moses had led them. They had a lot of battles they had to fight coming out into the promise, right? They were going into promise. Woohoo, victory, we're out of bondage. Freedom. And then war after war after war after war that they had to fight until they landed in promise, right? 
And one of those wars, Moses had to keep his hands in the air the entire battle for there to be victory. And when his arms got tired, they came down and they were losing. And the, this is the beauty of community. Aaron and her came up to Moses up on the mountain. And one on each side, they put a stone behind him. He sat down because he was so tired. His arms, can you imagine raising your arms all day long, the blood rushing down, but knowing if your arms go down, the, vic the, the enemy's going to start to win? Think of that now in our day where we're standing, standing. We get tired, our arms flap to the side. The enemy starts coming in like a flood again. We need the body. We need other people. I can't do it on my own. Moses couldn't do it on his own. He needed... Aaron and her, who literally stood by him, holding up each one of his arms the entire day until they won the victory. And they won the victory. That's the good news. They won the victory. But they had to do it together. Moses, as, as strong of a man of faith as he was, and he was chosen by God to lead those people, and he had shown that he was a friend of God, and he was intimate with God. I'm telling you, Moses' intimacy with Jesus could not have kept his arms in the air. He needed Aaron and her because it was a picture of community that God was always promoting from the very beginning of time. And that's people in our lives, in this family right now. That we need this. We need to go deeper with one another. And there's a call right now because the enemy's coming in and there, there's a couple of things that I believe... Just was jotting just a couple things down here. <laughs> and they might seem heavy, but this is where my heart's been at, and I believe this is for us, each one of us, myself included. Myself included, that this is, God, we got to deal with this. We got to get at that deep-rooted stuff. You're either all in or you're all out. Uh, there is no lukewarm in God. The Bible is very clear about that. We can't be playing on the fence anymore of, I might want to say yes to God, I might want to say no, or maybe I'll say yes here, or maybe I'll say no there. No, you're either all in or you're all out, and that's a heart posture before the Lord that's displayed in your lifestyle that shows your commitment to the Lord. And that includes, you know, not being halfway, saying, I'm not defined by my past experiences, Guys, we are well past the past experiences. We've talked about that for a year and a half. It's time to nail the past experiences on the cross and move forward. You're not who you were yesterday. Yesterday is behind us. Your experiences in yesterday are behind you. This is a new day, and we can't say the excuse of saying, but this X, Y, and Z happened in my past is not going to hold before the Lord of hosts anymore because he's calling us. He's calling each person in this body to link arms with him and with each other to move forward into the victory he has for us today today in your past experience the lord was is saying does not define you 
It doesn't matter, and I don't hope this doesn't make me sound callous, it doesn't matter the trauma you've experienced, and we feel for people with trauma. We, We want people healed from trauma, but the trauma, even the trauma you experienced in your past, whether from your family or relationships or even churches, Jesus died for it on the cross, and it's time to nail it there with him and move forward into freedom, into light and say this will not define me it won't keep me back from doing what I've been called to do right here in front of me and there's been a clear call every single week for the past months to say yes to God to give this yes to God to say yes I am going to partner with you for what you have now And it won't work halfway. If you're still living in your past experience, you will not have the unction or the ability to say yes now. You'll constantly be in the bondage to that past experience. That's why what they were sharing about encounter is so, so, so important because it's an opportunity to deal with some of those things if you say, oh, I still feel it. (laughs) I still feel the trauma. I still feel the pain from that. Come to an encounter. Don't wait. Don't say, well, I'm not coming, blah, whatever reason. Come, nail it to the cross, and let it be done with. He died for it to be done with. So the enemy couldn't use it as bondage in your life anymore. And it's time for us, because of the warfare, the season of warfare that we're in, that we need to get rid of all these places, all of these doors, all of these windows that the enemy is using to keep you in bondage to keep me in bondage. We have to get rid of them. We have to close those doors, close those windows, nail it to the cross and say it's a new day. It's a new day. It's a new day. We are in a time of history like no other time. And I believe that many revivalists have said that before revival broke out. And we are on the brink of revival breaking out among us. This is not just some fanciful, wishful thinking that we're saying, well, we hope and we think and we wish that revival. No, revival is going to break out. It's already begun. You, we can feel the rumblings. We can sense it in the spirit. We are on the brink of an outpouring of the spirit of God. And if there's compromise in our life, or mixture, or hidden sin, hidden sin, or minimized sin. You know, minimizing your sin is just as bad as hiding it, and that's a tactic of the enemy to say, well, it's really not that bad, or, or maybe I can deal this on my own. He does that to keep you isolated, to keep you hidden. We can't minimize sin anymore. Sin is horrible, it's horrible. It's death in our mind. It's death in our body. It's, it's, it's from the devil. We don't want to be partnered with him in any single way. And we have to feel the weight of our sin. You know how many revival starts? Repentance, deep conviction for sin. Sin, guys, it's not a small thing. Our sin is not small. If you're, if you're doing white lies, it's not a small thing. If you're hiding things, it's time to bring it into the light because there's not judgment in the light. There's mercy. 
Your judgment is when you keep it hidden. You'll remain under judgment if you keep it hidden. You bring it into the light. You'll find mercy, compassion, love, freedom. And that's why the enemy wants to keep you hiding and minimizing and saying it's really not that bad. Yes, it is that bad. It's keeping you in bondage, and it's an open door for him in your life to keep you there. And it's only going to separate you more and more, not only from God and in your relationship with God, but from the body. There's going to be an intense separation that happens. You're going to start to see yourself just slowly fading, 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 further and further away, all out less and less and less involved in things that are going on. And it's not, if we can't, if you don't know already, and we can't emphasize enough that this church is not about programs then I don't even know what to say. It's not about a program, you coming to a program. It's about being involved in relationship with people throughout the week, studying the word together, worshiping together, praying together. And if, the, uh, if a mindset is in us from an old church paradigm or where we came from that, oh, just one more thing during the week, they just want us at present at things. Guys, that is the furthest thing from the truth. We are laboring to establish the body in the faith and in relationship with one another, and it requires time. You can't go deep with people. I can't go deep with people if we don't spend time with each other, getting to know each other and being open on a deeper level. In Numbers 12, this was as they were in the Exodus, of going out of Egypt just in light of minimizing and hidden sin. And uh, if you remember in Numbers 12, I'm not going to give verses. You can jot down the chapter and check it out later. Numbers 12, Miriam and Aaron, who are related to Moses, right? They're his, his own blood family. They start to complain about his leadership. And they complain saying, what, has only God only spoken to Moses? Who does he think he is being this all high and mighty person? You know what happens? Moses doesn't defend himself at all. He doesn't say, he said, the Lord will judge us. He, he will judge between the two of us. Smart guy, very humble. The Lord will judge between the two of us. Well, what happens? Miri the Lord descends. That's terrifying. The Lord descends among them, this family meeting, and the father from heaven, comes down to deal with this sin. He takes him outside the camp, and he rebukes Miriam and Aaron, and Miriam is smitten with leprosy. And Moses intercedes for her so that she can be healed. They had grumbling in their heart, complaining in their heart, bitterness, judgment in their heart against people in their family. And it wasn't unseen before the Lord. What's in the heart is going to come out, guys. That's what, that's what Jesus said. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. That was what was happening here. It wasn't just a one-time thing and, Jesus, oh, wow, God is so harsh. No, out of the abundance of their heart, their mouth was speaking. And the Lord was dealing with something in their hearts that had been there. And you know how serious this is? Number 16, four chapters later, I don't even know how much time it elapsed, but just four chapters later, the, the sin of Korah, if you remember, 
250 leaders. It says that they were leaders who were esteemed in Israel, took a stand against Moses. Poor guy. Man, we talk about hardship and spiritual warfare. This guy endured it. They took a stand against him and said, what, has God, same exact verbiage as Miriam and Aaron. See how it spreads? They got dealt with, and it was still had already spread to an entire family in that big family. Israel was a, uh, Korah was a family within the family of Israel that was traveling with them in, into promise. You know what happens to them? You think, oh, wow, leaders are saying it must be true. 250 leaders must be true. Well, you know what happens to them in the end? The Lord opens up the ground and swallows the entire family in the ground. This is serious. We can't minimize our sin out of the abundance of their hearts. Their mouths were speaking. There are spiritual realities to our sin that affect the entire body. Okay, this is not just about you and, oh, I have a struggle. And so, no, your struggle affects everybody in this room, spiritually speaking. That's what the Bible says. It's an open door. If you're in sexual sin, it's an open door over this family. That's how not minimal your sin is, not only just before you and the Lord and your relationship with him, but also for the entire family. That's an open door for spiritual warfare. And guys, I'm coming at it hard because we are in the middle of a war right now and we need to, and that requires each one of us to deal with the things in our heart. Close those doors, close those windows, deal with it. If there's, if there's complaining in your heart, that's a sin. If there's complaining, that seems minimal, right? Well, everyone complains. No, the Lord dealt with me. That's what I was complaining about with Winona. What the heck, God? I just feel like blah, 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 everything. Like this was promise and just problem after problem, problem. Like why? And complain, complain, complain. And, and one day I just was sitting there and it just like struck my heart. What's your, what is this? Like how is that changing anything in your life? It's not. It's not changing anything for Winona or you except creating an atmosphere of words of death all around you and in your household. Stop it. Trust me, no matter the outcome. And that's one of the hardest things each one of us is going to have to do in this season is say, I am going to choose to live in life and trust God that he is faithful no matter the outcome. Because we don't know the outcome. Honestly, we don't. We don't know the outcome. If we keep maximizing our weaknesses, and I'm not talking about boasting in your weakness like Paul talked about. I'm talking about being so focused in on your weakness, on, your, on the problems. If you maximize your weakness, we're going to minimize God's strength. That's not a good place to be. That's not a good place to be. If we maximize unbelief, meaning we just keep focusing on it, oh, this is probably going to be bad. This doubt, unbelief, we're going to minimize faith. It literally just happens together. Whatever takes your mind is going to dictate your life. Lies will become, lies that we agree with and believe will become self-fulfilling prophecies in our lives. 
We create a reality before us. That's, that's the spiritual weight of words. That's why the Bible deals with it so much. Because you complain, uh, me, I'm speaking to me. This was m- me. I complain, complain, complain about how horrible this is and all the things that are happening during this pro- pregnancy and all my, the things tearing and all, et cetera, et cetera. And all that's doing is affirming <laughs> the lie that things are not going to be okay. That's a lie. I'm a child of God. No matter the outcome, it's going to be okay. He has a plan. It's going to be good. But me agreeing with the lie that something's not going to be okay then creates a self-fulfilling prophecy that things are not actually not going to be okay. And then my reality becomes confirmation to the lie that I've already begun to believe. Because I'm like, well, look. Look at my circumstance. Clearly, this is true. No, it was created by your words and what started in your heart. That is what the Bible talks about. And I'm ending. I'm en- going to end with this, or two more things here, which I'm sure I went further than 15 minutes. So I always think short, and this is me on short, guys. It's only in this lifetime that we get to choose God in weakness and say yes through hardship. When we get to heaven, no weakness there, no hardship there. We get whatever amount of years we have in this earth to choose to say yes to God through hardship. It's what I started saying this morning because it's been heavy on my heart through suffering, through even when I don't know and I can't see, I'm praising you because you're worthy. It doesn't matter what's happening here. This is my chance to praise you in weakness, in suffering, in hardship, where I don't really understand what's happening or why. Or uh, I mean, uh, I could name a million things this past year. I literally don't understand why. And yet I have to say, and that's where the tears come. Tears are not a problem to God where you're saying, I'm praising you. I don't understand. Yeah, he collects them and he's about to pour them out. <laughs> he's about to pour them out. But, he, but he, it, I don't know why, but you are good. Do you know how that moves the heart of God? We all, Angels don't get to do that. They're not in suffering. They've never been in suffering. Only humans in this lifetime get to experience suffering and hardship and choose to praise God through it. And that moves the heart of God, where we continue to say yes to him, though everything inside of me feels weak and tired and lifeless. And I say, God, you know, but I love you. You know where I'm at. You know what's going on, but I love you. And, and I have to say yes to you. I have, and, and I want to encourage the body the only way we can do that is what Stu's been talking about. The Israelites went in, into, they were coming out of captivity, and they were, the exodus, they, they were coming out of their uh, bondage into freedom, and we all know it took 40 years, and a whole generation passed that never entered the promised land because of the grumbling and complaining. And then Stu touched on this the other day, Jesus redeemed that time. When Jesus goes into the 40 days in the desert, that's what he was redeeming. Because it was only supposed to take literally 40 days 
for the Israelites to walk to the promised land. That's what it was supposed to be. But what kept them was their sin cycling, cycling. They couldn't do it. Jesus, there was a little bit of difference happening. Jesus had just been filled with the Holy Spirit when he was baptized. He was baptized in water and baptized in the Holy Spirit. And then he goes into the wilderness. We have been gifted the Holy Ghost to overcome every battle, just like Jesus did. He, he stayed in that wilderness, and he overcame in 40 days, and he defeated every lie of the enemy, those three days of temptation at the end, or the three temptations at the end. He stood. What empowered him? The Holy Ghost, the Spirit of truth, the Spirit of the living God, the Comforter, the standby. We can't do this without the fresh infilling of the Holy Spirit. We have to have him to, in order to stand and make it in this time. And I'm seeing that more than ever, just even in my own life, in the warfare that's coming. And all I can do is say, I'm praying in tongues today. That's all I can do. That's all I have. Because I, I, I don't know what to pray. I'm not seeing clearly. But thank God for the Holy Spirit. His Spirit that's inside of us. And we begin to pray in the Spirit. And release the will of God. The power of God. And the victory of God. Not only in our lives. In our families. But in this church family. You have to have it. I have to have it. We have to have it together. In order to get out of warfare or wilderness or dry or the push that's is going to be what gives brings us into victory and gives us the strength we need to continue to stand and not be picked off by the enemy he strengthens us he is in the amplifies it says he's the strengthener the standby he's the strengthener we need, that just means we need strength. There are going to be things that come against us individually, against our families, against our emotions or our thoughts or our feelings or against this entire church family. And we need the strengthener to strengthen us in weakness that we could stand until the victory comes. And I just want to end with this. If you can't see past suffering right now or the hardship in front of you, because that's a reality. I, I know that I got stuck a couple of times along the way just staring at the suffering, staring at the hardship and saying, why me? I've literally had so much in my life already. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Like, do you want to pick on me, Lord? Like, I don't understand why so much. And I just got this was all I could see right in front of me. If you, get, if you can't see past suffering or hardship in front of you or right behind you, receive a fresh baptism of the Holy Spirit. He will give you new sight to see clearly. He's the spirit of truth that's going to help you discern between what's a lie and what's true in this time because we need it. Guys, we are coming, we're pressing in for breakthrough, not only for us individually, our promises, our families, the promises, this family, the church, the, this fa church family, the promises, but for the region, 
for the state of Maine, for the country, and for nations. It's so much bigger than just me. And if we could just make our eyes see a little clearer that it's so much bigger than just me and the things I'm struggling with, I'm laboring together with a community of people by the power of the Holy Spirit to break through into something in the spiritual realm so that there can be outpouring over the region, over in the state of Maine, we would see revival together, souls saved, people delivered and set free. We have to keep our vision higher and not navel gaze, like the saying goes. We're doing, whoa, look at all my problems. I mean, that is the enemy's tactic. When we start hearing ourselves just constant, well, it's just, yeah, this is my problem, my problem, my problem, problem, problem. Get your eyes lifted higher. Call someone in the church and say, pray with me. I'm stuck. My eyes are stuck on this thing. My heart, my emotions are stuck on this thing. It will be done and dealt with with the strength of this family, one another. And we have to have it. We have to have it, guys. It can't be done any other way. It can't be done any other way. And it's time. It's time. It's past time. I mean, we've, we felt urgent for two. I mean, I felt urgency in my spirit for two full years. It's well past time. I've, I, I mean, you could listen to messages two years ago where I'm saying, urgency, urgency, get ready, get ready, get ready. Because it was in my spirit that constant, urgent, urgent, urgent. It's past time, guys. Family, let's take a step, a big step together forward. And then once we get in the rhythm, it's like we're all linked arms together, one step, two step. It's like learning to do the, the sack race together, right? One group, large group of people, you get into a rhythm, we're going to start running together into victory and there will be many others that we're just breaking the way open before them so that many souls will come behind and be saved healed and delivered i just want us to each lift our eyes up a little higher from our own personal battles for a moment and look at the bigger picture of what's happening here the Spirit of God is ready and willing to help us in our time of need. He's ready. He's right there. He's ready. He has all that we need. Don't delay to say, Spirit, help me. Holy Spirit, help me. When my brother passed away, that was the only prayer I had. Holy Spirit, help me. Holy Spirit, help me. Spirit, help me. He hears those prayers. He hears them. He comes and links arms with you and he said, I'm here. I will help you. I will strengthen you. I will keep you going. If that's the only prayer in your heart, pray it. Release it. And watch the Holy Ghost come to your aid to keep you going, moving forward. Let's just stand to our feet for a moment just want to receive. I know we need this. Uh, there's not one person in this room who doesn't need 
the help of the Holy Ghost. Not one person. We each and every one of us need the help of the Holy Ghost. And I just want, I mean, you choose, but let's just lift our hands to receive this gift, this fresh baptism of the Holy Ghost right now. Father, we thank you. We praise you. When we don't see, we can't see, we don't know what's going on, we praise you. And we say right now, Holy Spirit, help. Come to our aid. Holy Spirit, baptize us fresh. 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 A fresh infilling of your power and your strength and your fire. A fresh infilling today. Holy Spirit, help us. Holy Spirit, help us. Strengthen us. Bring us into victory. Bring us into victory. We cannot do it on our own. We won't try to do it on our own. We need you. We're desperate for you. We must have you. Holy Spirit, come and pour out over us, inside of us. Our minds break every lie right now in Jesus' name. The Spirit of truth. Come and sever every lie, every lie, every attack of the enemy to lie and to deceive and to keep us in bondage. Break right now in Jesus' name. The spirit of truth be poured out and bring freedom, deliverance right now in Jesus' name. Weight, heaviness has to go now in Jesus' name burdens on the back that we've been carrying has to go right now in Jesus name he is the burden bearer he is the burden bearer holy spirit help come undo the load your yoke is easy and your burden is light Come and break the heaviness in Jesus' name. Break the heaviness over this church family, over each individual in Jesus' name. Break heaviness. We command heaviness and weight to break in Jesus' name. And we plead the blood of the Lamb right now over this community. And we lean into the grace of the Holy Ghost. The strength of the Holy Ghost. We lean in. We lean in. We run. We run to sit with Holy Spirit and say we're safe here. He's our victory. He's our protection. He's our strength. Thank you. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. God, just right now, Spirit of God, grace grace to confess sin and bring it in the light that its power would break in Jesus name in Jesus name the conviction of the true conviction that comes from the love of the father let it come straight into our hearts and give grace to come into the light strength to come into the light no matter what it is 
strength, that there'd be no minimalizing sin anymore in our hearts or in our minds. Let it break in Jesus' name. And grace for us to come to one of our brothers or sisters and say, I have struggled here. This has had me in bondage here. The enemy has lied to me here. I'm bringing it into the light and receiving the, the mercy and the forgiveness of the Father right now so I can be free. Let it happen here, God. For those who aren't here, let it happen in Jesus' name. A lot of what's happening here with the, the message here today is the Lord's allowing us to identify the voice of the stranger, right? The stranger, the deceiver. And so if there's mindsets that are coming to light that have been intruding your mind and, and it sounds like wisdom and it sounds like it makes sense, and it sounds like life would go better if you take those steps. It's the voice of the stranger. He's a deceiver. He doesn't come in an obvious manner. He creeps and he crawls into the garden of our hearts and our minds and our thoughts. And he begins to suggest and whisper and recommend. And it sounds like wisdom. And it's not the Lord. It's the voice of a stranger. But... Lord, today expose the voice of the stranger. No more hiding places of Satan. Ephesians 5, all things become visible when they're revealed by the light. This is a prophetic message today for us. We hear it. We listen. Lord, we're going to seek you about it. Lord, let Ephesians 5 light shine in us that we would be a city set on a hill which cannot be hidden which cannot be shrouded and veiled and dimmed and dulled. Lord, raise up the city on the hill, the church of Matthew 5, salt and light. Lord, the unleavened lump of dough, the new covenant church community. Lord, sanctify us through and through. Sanctify me entirely, spirit, soul, and body. Lord, clean and clear our conscience even in the next weeks and months. Come on. We're running this race together of one accord. He's doing it. He's bringing all things to light to free us.